Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of the prophet Daniel, chapter 10. I want to share verses 5 and 6 with you, and then let's, let's talk about the, the incomprehensible holiness of God. On April 23rd, I was, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tibris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning, and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people." Now, yesterday we talked about the fact that uh, much of the the numbers, many of the numbers that we read about in apocalyptic literature or prophecy about the end times is uh, most of those are symbolic. We talked about sevens and tens, that seven is a, a number of fulfillment, of completion, uh, that ten is, an, an, again, a number of completion or perfection. Think seven days of creation, think ten commandments, and uh, what we see also is that there is um, w what we could describe as metaphorical or symbolic language about um, the, the visuals of heaven. The, there is a real problem with vocabulary when, when you, are, you are essentially uh, seeing into heaven, when you are interacting with, with the, the divine. And so... Uh, you, you, can, you can sense Daniel straining for words to describe this, this being of immense holiness that he is describing. Now, there is a debate about who this is that Daniel's describing. There are biblical scholars who say that this is the, the pre-incarnate Christ, that is, the Son of God before he came in the flesh in Jesus Christ. There's some who say that, uh, that it is Gabriel or another angel. There are those who say that this is, this is God. And of course, uh, there's not uh, really much of a distinction, right, between saying it is Jesus and, and that it is God because, well, Jesus is God. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But as we're thinking through this, uh, the thing that it kind of tips the scales for me toward identifying uh, this, this being as the pre-incarnate Christ is when we compare Daniel chapter 10 with a passage that we find in Revelation chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like a mighty ocean, like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last, 
I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Now, this tips the scale, as I said, in favor of identifying this being as the pre-incarnate Christ, Jesus Christ. And uh, what we see here is many descriptors, but one I want to point out in particular is that he is described as wearing linen. This is a priestly garment. It is representative of holiness. And Christ is, in fact, our great high priest, and he is the holy, pure Lamb of God, who is the once-for-all sacrifice for our sins. His sacrifice for us, His intercession for us, is effective even now. As a matter of fact, we're told in the Scriptures that He lives to intercede for us even now. And you see, um, one of the things that, that we must notice when, when people have any sort of interaction with heaven, with heavenly beings, um, have a, a, a sort of a spiritual transport or a vision of heaven, when, whenever anyone has an interaction with the Lord, there is um, this, this, this overwhelmed uh, sort of response uh, that, that it can't be comprehended, it can't be taken in, it can't be really hardly standed. And so you have angels who, when they show up, they say, don't be afraid, right? And, uh, you, you know, this is an indication. If you show up and you have to tell somebody not to be afraid, you are quite impressive, right? And um, we see this overwhelming vision of Christ here uh, in Daniel 10, in Revelation 1. We, we think of the transfiguration that Peter, James, and John, they, they behold the, the beauty of Christ. He is transfigured before him, before them. His, his glory is shown. He, he, he was just, um, his garments just white. He was shining as the sun. Just, Peter's like, he is so amazed at what he's seeing. He, he doesn't know what to say except, let's build some shelters and just stay. Let's stay here in the beauty of Jesus Christ. And Moses, as he, he asks, he wants to, he wants to see the glory of God, and, and God says, you can't, you can't look upon me, right? But I'm going to hide you in this cleft of the mountain. I'm going to pass by, and after I pass by, you can see sort of the trailing edge of my glory. And the point of, of all of this is that, that the, the unimaginable, incomprehensible holiness of God, you know, uh, folks, I feel like sometimes they, um, they, they talk about heaven almost flippantly and as if anyone can just get in because they are, you know, any version of a, of a good person. They're not at least really a bad, bad person, right? And, and that uh, heaven is like just the favorite thing that you like to do. Like it, it's uh, you, you know, you're, you're playing tennis in heaven or you're playing w whatever or you're doing this or that. Or I, I even heard somebody say that, that heaven, there's like a big bar in heaven. And at any rate, heaven is, <laughs> is unimaginably holy. And the truth is that apart from the grace of Jesus, 
we would be we would be overwhelmed to the point that we are consumed in the holiness of heaven apart from the grace of Jesus we could not stand to be in heaven we would be consumed Isaiah when he has spiritual transport and he realizes that he is in the throne room of God Almighty he he cries out he says I'm doomed I'm a sinful man I have I live among a sinful people I am unclean unclean lips he he is very nearly undone with the spiritual transport of this vision of the throne room and so what we, what we must understand is that we cannot understand, we cannot comprehend the true holiness of God. It is only by the grace of Jesus that we are made holy, that we are made righteous, and that we can come before God, and that we can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And friends, know this too, that we cannot imagine. Read this in Daniel, read in Revelation, and hear how... John in Revelation and Daniel here, how they strain at the language. They don't know how to describe the, the wonder and the majesty, the beauty, the power of what they are seeing. They can't, they can't explain it. They're, they're looking for words, and all, can, all they can say is, it's, it's like this, it's like a jewel, it's like fire, it's like bronze. It is too much to comprehend, friends. Um, we cannot now imagine the beauty and the majesty and the glory of God in heaven. We, we think that we have seen beauty in this life, and we have. We have seen beauty in, in people, in art that's been created by people, in, in the wonders of God's creation. We have seen, we have seen beauty, but we haven't seen beauty like the beauty of Jesus Christ. We, we think that we have seen power, that we understand power, but we must understand that God is the power behind all powers. All of the energy, all of the power in the universe, it cannot be compared altogether, cannot be compared to the power of God, for He, He powered it all. He holds it all together. We think that we've seen majestic things, and friends, I, I bet like like me, you you've seen some majestic scenes. We 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 live here by the ocean, and you can watch a sunrise here. You you see the colors of the sunset in the west, and you see the majesty of God's creation, and yet we have not beheld a fraction of the majesty of God that we will behold in heaven. We can only now imagine, friends, what we will see then. Thanks be to God that we can see it and know it and enjoy it by the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.